Welcome back to the Wool Gather Podcast. How y'all doing? Uh, I am doing great. It is Monday, May 10th, 2021, and I am officially done with school for the semester. And that's great, because now I don't have school for a few more months, and it'll be a good break, and I appreciate that. Um, but also, uh... Yeah, I have nothing to do right now. <laughs> so I'm kind of going crazy. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that brings us to where we're at now. Um, uh, yeah. So here's a funny story for you all. I actually have another podcast recorded already um it's a nice uh collaborative effort with uh lindsay and fran who you have all heard from already and also a brand new guest her name is tyla um so i have that all recorded it's a great episode um but it's a very um it's a more serious episode Um, and I have not had the emotional capacity to, uh, edit it and process it yet. Which, you know, it's, it is what it is, you know. Um, so, uh, we were actually talking about, at the end of that recording, um, we were talking about, um, what our subject is going to be today, which is, um my collecting habits. Um, for those of you that don't know, or if you're brand new and listening to this episode first, which a bold choice, I commend you for that. Um, I am a massive Star Wars fan. Um, but I also like a bunch of other stuff. Like I like, uh, Lord of the Rings. I like, uh, Chronicles of Narnia. Ow. I like, um, Harry Potter. I love musicals and musical theater and theater in general. Um, Yeah. So I have a lot of stuff. (laughs) It's not a huge collection. And I also don't have room for a huge collection. Um, But I am realizing now that um, at some point when I move out of my parents' house, I'm going to need a room for all the things I have and the things that I want. Um, so yeah, I kind of wanted to go through and walk through my collection thus far. Um, yeah, and kind of give you some history and background on some things. Uh, it should be kind of a fun, short podcast. Um, but yeah, let's get right to it. Uh, so also, we have unlocked a new recording area. We are in my room, uh, upstairs. It is a beautiful day. Scout, it has entered and exited several times so I'm sure she'll come visit at some point Uh, my mom should be home from work soon so you'll also probably hear that Um, but yeah most of my collection is in my room Uh, I went downstairs to get the microphone and uh, I was like I can't really like I won't remember everything I have if I record down here so I have to do it in my room which is fine um But yeah, I'm going to talk about the stuff that's not in my room right now. Uh, The few things that are downstairs. Um, 
Yeah. So the first thing I have, um, when, oh, when was it? I think it was trying to get the year right. It would have been November of 2018. Um, our theater group in college, uh, did guys and dolls. I directed it. Uh, I helped build the sets and paint them and so on and so forth. Um, and when we took down the sets, uh, we decided like we're, we were getting rid of stuff. Um, and one of the things that was part of the set was we had, um, the name of the show. So huge printed, they looked like neon signs, um, that said guys and dolls. It's three separate signs. Um, the guys and the dolls signs are absolutely huge. They're probably about four feet tall. Um, and the little and sign is probably about two feet. Um, but they were going to go in the dumpster. Um, and I said, nope, we're not going to save them in the theater. We're not going to throw them away. I want them for my room. So I retrieved the guys and the dolls sign and, uh, convinced the person who had taken the and sign to give it back to me. And, uh, I still have them. They're sitting in my basement. Um, and the intention is someday I will put them back up in my room. Uh, they were up in my, uh, dorm room, uh, my senior year, but of course I'm no longer a senior at St. Vincent. So, uh, they are with me now. Um, I actually have a couple theatery things that I have. It was redundant. I have a couple theatery things that I have. Anyway. Um, I have a white rose from Crossroads, which I wrote and directed, and it was performed in spring of 2018. So that is on my windowsill in my cup holder, like in my uh, pen holder thing, cup, you know. Um, I have Grandma's white rat from the Adams Family. Um, I can't remember the con- oh, I was- I had the rat and I was, like, petting it. Uh, yeah, that was kind of- I, I, I knew I really kind of wanted that, so it is mine. Um, and I have a, um, what the hell are they called? Washington whatevers from, uh, Damn Yankees. Senators? They weren't the senators. I don't remember what they were. Yeah. Uh, but I have the hat that I wore as sister um, from Damn Yankees. It is up on my um, dresser. And then, I think the last... Is that the last musical theater thing I have? Yeah. Well, I have a bunch of posters, but... I Like, I have a poster from every show I've been in or worked on. Which... There's a lot. There's a box of posters next to me. Um, but the last thing I have is I have a... It was probably like a $2 wine glass from like Dollar General. Um, but I used that in Susical as the mayor's wife. Um, and my friend Brian and I both have one because he was the mayor. Um, actually for... <laughs> On our five-year anniversary of um, graduating from high school, which was last last May, yeah, last May, um, 
we got a small group together, and Brian and I both uh, deep dusted and deep cleaned our um, susical wine glasses and had drinks from them. Um, it was really nice. But I anticipate throughout the years uh, theater collectible kind of things um, will continue to uh, build up as time goes by. And of course, I have um, I have collectible um, programs and stuff like that. I have one from Annie, which I saw oh, years and years and years ago. That was the first show I saw at the Benedum in Pittsburgh. Um, I have one from The Lion King, which I saw last January? December? I can't remember. Last year. Before pandemic stuff. Um, and then, the one I like the most, uh, I have a collectible program from um, when I saw Phantom of the Opera on the West End. So I have the West End collectible, which is super cool. Um, so I am a big Phantom fan. Um, that is my favorite show. Um, but yeah, that's really my uh, um, musical theater stuff. Um, so I'm just going to go through and things that I see. Um, I have a... <laughs> I have a quote board that has a Jenna Marbles quote because I, I am a big fan of Jenna Marbles. I have a neat dude hat too. Um, I don't know if y'all watched Vine, but uh, Chris Melberger, I thought his vines were pretty funny. Uh, and uh, him and Julian uh, game together a lot. Um, so I got a neat dude hat. I have yet to wear it though because it came very, very small. And I have a uh, watermelon of a head. So <laughs> so I had to stretch it out for a while. And unfortunately, by the time it was properly stretched to fit my enormous uh, cranium, uh, cold weather was pretty much behind us. Which is okay. I'm okay with that. But yeah, I got my little Jenna Marble stuff over there. Um, what else? I'm going to try and group all the Star Wars stuff together last. Um, I have several bits of alcohol on my desk <laughs> from my, um, trip to Dublin last year. I have a little, how many ounces is this? Mm, probably like four ounce. Oh, it's all in liters. It's probably about four ounces. Um of tealing whiskey because I went with a group while we were in Dublin to tour the distillery there and it was super cool like we had a little tasting and learned about how to drink Irish whiskey which is something I'm still learning um <laughs> I just got I just bought a bottle of uh, proper 12 which is Conor McGregor's uh, Irish whiskey and it is very strong and it's good but I, I'm still kind of getting accustomed to drinking stuff like that. Um, forgive me, I'm drinking my smoothie as we podcast. Uh, I have a little picture that someone gave us um, of our group at our group dinner that we spontaneously arranged while we were there. Um, 
which was a lot of fun. That was a good group. Um, it was also, we got back to the States like five days before lockdown. Um, and I was convinced we were going to get detained at the border because Ireland was getting a lot of cases. But we did not get detained and it was fine. And then lockdown, which was not so fun, but whatever. Uh, and then, of course, my largest piece of alcohol stuff. Um, I have a bottle of Writer's Tears Irish whiskey, which I tried while I was over there. And I loved it. Like, it's incredible. So I went and got a collector's bottle in a little collector box. Um, and I was going to open it for uh, my graduation from undergrad but of course uh that didn't happen <laughs> so now i'm gonna save it for my graduation from uh, grad school which i think is even more appropriate because now i will have an advanced degree in writing and writer's tears i think it you know it just kind of makes sense <laughs> um what else what else do i have um i've got a little picture a little uh, print that i bought um, in Camden Market in uh, London. Uh, it's the one scene from The Lion King when it's Simba and Timon and Pumbaa. They're walking across the log during Hakuna Matata. Uh, and it's when, you know, it's like the montage of Simba getting older. Um, and it's in a really cool style and I really like it. It's a reprint, but, you know, it made me happy. So I got it. Um... What else that's not Star Wars? I think I only have this one other thing. Maybe. Well, I mean, I have my Mufasa Funko Pop, which I love. Um, I used to have a wall, or a, my, my bed at school, senior year, was right under a window that overlooked um, the fields, and then you could see the mountains in the distance. And it's beautiful. It's a good view. Um, but from my spot in bed, as I was laying in bed, you could look like right out the window and see all kinds of stars. And it was beautiful. And I always had Mufasa right where I could see him when I was in bed. Uh, and you know, cause the great Kings of the past looked down on it. You know, I thought it was cool. I still think I'm cool. Mufasa still watches me while I sleep. <laughs> Um, but here's the most impressive, um, piece. I'm holding it now. You cannot see me. Um, this is my most impressive non-Star Wars piece. It is a, um, replica, um, sword from the Lord of the Rings. It's, uh, what the hell's that sword called? Narsil? was its first name. I'm going to look it up. Um, but I didn't know it was a Lord of the Rings sword um, until I posted a picture of it and people are like, oh, it's a Lord of the Rings sword. Anduril. But here, let's see. We'll do a little sword ASMR. I'm going to move my smoothie. Otherwise, I'm going to destroy the world. Ouch. You hear that? That's so cool. Like, that's the blade. It's super cool. It's two-handed sword. It's not super long, but it's heavy-ish. I bought it because I just wanted a sword. 
It was on Amazon for 50 bucks, so I was like, yeah, this is this is happening. It's got a little rust on the handle, on the blade. What the hell? Thanks a lot, Amazon. I didn't even notice that. Oh, that's gonna bother me now. <laughs> I also get very touchy about um, what my things look like. I don't know if you've ever cooked with me before. Most of you probably have not. Um, but if I get stuff on my clothes, I have to change. Like, I get... I hate having things look dirty. A couple of rust spots. I'll get those off. I don't know how, but... Actually, they might have even been there. That sucks, because that's the auto side. Oh, you really can't see. It's for the amount I have this open, it's really not the end of the world. All right, I'm going to sheath this. I don't know if that sounded good or not, but it was cool. Um, I could get this back in its spot. That's good enough. Um, but yeah, I bought it because I have this thing when I'm writing where I want to hold... Um, like, I, I have this thing where, like, holding an item um, gets me closer to it. Um, it makes it easier to describe what's happening with it, which makes sense. Um, but I bought it really just to hold and to look at. Um, so it's kind of cool. Um, Alright, well, that's that part. Now, to my extensive Star Wars collection. Hmm. Smoothie's really good. It's mango, banana, and strawberry. It's excellent. Um, let me think of what was the first thing I got. Uh, honestly, I don't know what the first... Uh, well, I mean, I do know. Uh, but it's not up here. Do you mind, Scout? I'm recording. Oh, here she comes. What? don't have a second of peace. Yep. Yeah. Scout! I'm recording, stop! Okay, she's gone, I think. Um, the first thing I had that I was displaying for a long time was this, you know. You ever see those, those the lightsabers that you, like, press the button and flick out the blade? Um... My sister and I had several when we were kids, um, and we threw a bunch of them away, um, except for, um, I had one that had the screen accurate, um, color for the lightsaber blade to the hilt, uh, and it was the Anakin Skywalker lightsaber, and I displayed it in my room for the longest time because it was my favorite lightsaber, and I knew that someday... I wanted to have the Anakin Skywalker lightsaber. So, <clears throat> yeah, that was my first piece that I got. Um, a lot of the stuff up until recently was kind of just little stuff. Like, I have these little Metal Earth um, twisty things. They're like models you build with uh, pliers and stuff. But I have a little R2-D2, and I have a Millennium Falcon as well. So those are on my window ledge. Um, 
what else? I'm trying to think of what I talk about next. I think, um, well, I'll talk about the stuffed animals because there are a couple. Um, I have some little, um, uh, like squishies, you know, the little squishmallow things. My former roommate got me a little BB-8 squishmallow. It's, it's like fits in the palm of your hand, kind of, and it's cute. And it's sitting on my desk. Um, and then I have the absolutely gigantic Costco uh, Baby Yoda <laughs> Squishmallow. Um, I tried to have him sit on my bed while I sleep, but he scared me in the middle of the night when I realized uh, something was looking at me. And I forgot that it was him. So <laughs> he's now banished to the foot of my bed. But someday he'll have a better spot. Um, I have a little BB-8 that my grandma got me, a little stuffed animal, um, and then I have a Chewbacca that the same former roommate got me for Christmas a few years ago. Uh, and she also got me, um, Star Wars beer glasses, <laughs> which, uh, I think they're still packed up, um, from school, because I used to use them all the time, but they will see the light of day again someday. Um, and then, of course, I have, um, this little, um, Galaxy's Edge, uh, Ray stuffed animal, which you can, obviously, you get at Galaxy's Edge. Um, I spent far too much money while I was at Galaxy's Edge, um, last January, so I didn't get to get one. But, um, Lindsay, who you all know, um, went for a choir thing through school um in March of last year and uh she picked me up one and gave it to me for my birthday so that's very cute she sits on my desk the stuffed animal not Lindsay doesn't sit on my desk I mean if she wanted to I, I you know I don't really care but <laughs> um I have a Millennium Falcon model that someone gave to me um, years and years and years ago. Um, but it's small. It's meant for hanging. You can hang it up. But the cool thing is the top pops off and there's a diagram of where everything would have been in the Millennium Falcon. Which is pretty, pretty darn cool. Um, I have one of the little Sphero BB-8s. You know, the ones you control on your phone. I haven't played with them a while, in a while, but he's right here. Um, actually, um, when I lived with Lindsay, whew, it's a little dusty. When I lived with Lindsay, I had this, and um, we got Birdie the summer that I lived with her. Um, we found him in the bush. Um, and I had this with me, and I was like, oh, you know what? He would probably hate this. Um, so... I would roll this around the apartment and little birdie who was, um, <laughs> was very perturbed by what was going on. Um, but he would chase it, um, while it rolled across the floor. It was very cute. Um, what else? What else? What else? I have, uh, Star Wars storyboard book, which has the storyboards from the first or the prequels. And it's very cool. I got it because I'm interested in storyboarding. 
Um, I have a blue kyber crystal from Galaxy's Edge. I don't have one of those Galaxy's Edge lightsabers where you can put the crystal in it. Or a holocron even. Maybe someday I would get a holocron, but they're very single-use, single-purpose kind of things. And I don't think they're worth like the $30 that they cost. But I wanted a blue kyber crystal because if I, if I had a lightsaber, that's what color it would be. I actually have a blue kyber crystal. Oh, the dog is crying. Scout, why are you crying? If you're lonely, come here. This is my life now. Um, but as I was saying, I have a blue kyber crystal sticker on my laptop that I'm recording on. But I'm going to get a, uh, a yellow one as well at some point. Um, I have a set of the Han Solo dice from the Millennium Falcon. I had them in my car on my windshield, but they're very heavy and metal um, and long. So they would, if I made a sudden stop or turned, they would like fly everywhere and hit my windshield really hard. And the last thing I'd want to do is tell my dad that I broke our windshield because of my Han Solo dice. Can you imagine? Just think about that for a second. Yeah, that wouldn't be good. Um, so yeah, what else do I got? Um, I have two pictures, uh, two Star Wars things um, hanging in my room. I have a picture of, um, both of them are things that I did, I did myself. Um, I have a picture of Luke Skywalker looking at the sunset on um, Acto at the end of uh, The Last Jedi uh, when he, you know, does his astral projection. And I did that with um, colored pencils. And it turned out really nice. It's really kind of muted and it's it fits really well with um, the rest of my decorations in my room. Um, my favorite thing is, hi, Scout. You want to come say hi? You want to come say hi? Hi. Are you so good? I was just telling them, oh, are you coming up? Hi. What? Hi, big girl. <laughs> she crawled right up on my lap. You want to say hello? Here. Did you get that? Hi. Oh, did you hear a grunt? Are you so good? Are you jealous of what's going on? Do you want me to talk about you like you're a collectible? This is a rare scout. She's one of a kind. <laughs> She's ridiculous. Hello, baby. Um, but like I was saying, I have my favorite piece uh, that I had framed. And it's a nice, like, relief. Oh, it's nice. Um... It's the battle on Starkiller Base between Rey and Kylo Ren. And I did it with um, oil pastels. And it was hard. And I had to go back and fix stuff. But uh, Kylo looks incredible. Like, I did some relief on his face. So it, he's, like, in shadow. They're both in shadow. But you can see the details of their costumes. Um, and you can see... The details on Kylo's face. And it's so cool. And the lightsaber's so cool. Oh. So cool. 
Um, but yeah, I got that. Um, I have a dueling lightsaber that was $50 from a grab bag um, with Crimson Dawn, which is a lightsaber company. Uh, it's really just a simple RGB lightsaber. And RGB means like you can change the colors um, and it's lit from the hilt. So it's like a flashlight with a giant tube on it. And the tube lights up. And it's cool. It flashes if you hit stuff and like you could do like photo modes and stuff where like you could do like a lockup where it flashes like another lightsaber's hitting it. You could do blaster reflex. It's cool. But it is a very $50 thing. Uh, I have a lot, a lot of Star Wars Funko Pops. I don't even have all of them displayed right now. Um, I have on my windowsill, I have a little Chewbacca holding a Porg. And it's just very cute. I'm a fan of both Chewbacca and Porgs. Um, I have an Imperial Guard, one of the red ones. It's kind of cool. I got it from uh, one of my sister's friends. On my bookshelf, I have a little BB-8 with his devices out. Um, he's also very cute. I love BB-8. BB-8 is my favorite. Uh, droid. Not my favorite character because I've got other favorites ahead of him. Um, on my dresser, I have a... Uh, Admiral, Vice Admiral Haldo Funko Pop in her pink, uh, attire. Uh, big Laura Dern fan, so, you know. Uh, I have, uh, Force Awakens Finn, which is pretty cool. Um, I think one of the next Funkos I'm gonna get... Well, I have a, I have a Ben Solo Funko on the way. He'll be here on the 18th? Maybe the 20th? I pre-ordered him in January, and he sold out, like, five minutes after I bought him. Um, but I would really like an episode nine Finn because I think, uh, the costume and the hair were, um, so much better in that last movie. Uh, I have a Poe Dameron in his F Republic flight suit. Resistance, not Republic. Um, then on my second bookcase, um... I have my Ray slash Kylo shelf. So I have one of the 50th anniversary uh, gold rays where they did like the, the collection where it was like you can get certain characters and they were all gold and all doing specific things. So I have end of episode seven, beginning of episode eight, Ray, all gold holding up the lightsaber, which is kind of cool. Um, I have Last Jedi Rey in her Jedi attire, her Jedi Apprentice attire. I have Episode 9 Rey in her, um, white outfit, in her Jedi outfit. And then my two favorites, well actually I also have a Luke Skywalker, um, Last Jedi Funko. He's not on display because I am not a huge Luke Skywalker fan but it came in a set with uh, BB-8 and Chewbacca and the one episode eight, Ray. Um, but my favorites are the duel on uh, Starkiller base 
uh, Ray and Kylo Ren. So you got Kylo Ren unmasked, um, like ready to fight, and then you got Ray um, with the Skywalker lightsaber. Uh, and the base is super cool because the base is white and snowy, um, which is super cool. I kind of freaked out when I saw that. Um, actually, I think that was the first Funko Pop I ever bought was the Ray um, Starkiller base. I only got the matching Kylo recently for my sister's friend. So, um, before I get to my two pièces de résistance pieces, I want to talk about. Uh, Star Wars books, because <laughs> I have a lot, and I don't have all of them up here, but I do have a good bit. Um, the first set I have, I have the Thrawn trilogy. Um, who wrote this? By Timothy Zahn. Um, so they are not canon anymore, um, because uh, that was pre the Disney acquisition. Um, so the stories don't match. Um, but still, very, very good series. I have not finished the last one. That's on my summer reading list. Um, I have a lot to read this summer. Um, the next three I got when I was in grade school. Um, they are um, like expansion books that tell the story from the movies but also like the biographies of a few characters. So I have the Luke Skywalker, Darth Vader, and Darth Maul uh, books. Um, I don't think any of them are really canon other than what we know from the movies that are in the books, um, but they're really cool because they have um, like covers, like sheaths that you put them into. So like the Darth Vader one, if you're looking at it in the sheath, uh, it's Darth Vader, you know, like the classic helmet and everything. But if you take the actual book out, it's like, it's Anakin Skywalker on the front cover. Um, and the same thing with Luke. Like, if you look at the Luke one, it's like, um, I think it's Tatooine, like the farm boy outfit. And then if you look at the actual book cover... It's his Jedi robes. The Darth Maul's a little different. It's just him not so angry and then really angry. <laughs> but, um, I have a Star Wars pop-up book, which I got for Christmas a couple years ago. Pretty cool. Nice and fun. Um, I'm realizing that the, I think I said 50th for that one Funko. I think it was 40. I could be. I think it was 40. Um, anyhow. I have um, the Star Wars book from a certain point of view. Which is kind of behind the scenes, scenes stories. Um, <laughs> I have The Jedi Path. Another one of my favorites. That was all. That's non-canon anymore. But it was like the history of the Jedi. Super cool. Great book. Um, just fun, you know? Um, I have The Princess Diarist, which was Carrie Fisher's last book. Um, very, very good. I loved it. Um, I went out and got it after she passed away. Um, but. And then, um, 
my favorite part of my Star Wars book collection. I have all nine of... What's his name? Ian Dorschner? Dorschner? Let me see. I want to make sure I get it right. Um, Because I would recommend these to literally anyone. (sighs) Dosher. D-O-E-S-C-H-E-R. Ian Dosher. Um, They are... Uh, William Shakespeare's Star Wars books. So, every book is a different movie that this guy basically rewrote into a Shakespearean-style play. Um, And it's so well done and so cool. Um, So I just got the last one the other day, which was, of course, The Merry Rise of Skywalker, Star Wars Part the Ninth. Um... So good. Like, incredible. The cover art, too. Beautiful. Loved it. It was actually my Twitter profile picture for the longest time. Because it's Ray and Kylo Ren back-to-back um, in a very uh, um, 15th century style. Super cool. But those are my Star Wars books. I'm sure I have more. I know I have more. Um, but that's all that I can think of. Um, yeah, I have a couple issues of, um, Star Wars, whatever it was called, the magazine, um, but I do not know which ones, um, but that brings me to, um, my two favorite pieces, which are prominently displayed on my desk, and I only kind of recently got them, um, I got one last year. And, excuse me, this other one, um, about a month ago. So, I'm going to go with the more expensive one first, and then the rarer one second. So, this first one, you remember how I was saying how, uh, like I displayed that plastic flip-out lightsaber, um, because it was, uh, What I really wanted was the Luke Skywalker, Anakin Skywalker, legacy lightsaber. Well, my favorite piece, not my, well, it is my favorite. My favorite piece is the real uh, legacy lightsaber that I got from Disney last year. Um, And I know that uh, a lot of places, um, if you talk to people about lightsaber replicas, they kind of bash Um, The Disney lightsabers, because the blades, like the light and the sound from the blade is not good, which it's not, but if you're more into having it displayed, like I would, I'm interested in having the hilt displayed. I mean, you can't go much more accurate than, you know, actually Disney selling you a replica. (laughs) I think at least. I know that, um. A lot of people criticize the Disney ones because, uh, I mean, the one I bought is advertised as the Ray lightsaber, which it's not Ray's lightsaber. She just kind of used it. Um, um, but yeah, so that's my, one of my favorites. Um, I have it displayed on a nice stand. Um, it is the first of, 
I predict many replica lightsabers. I know I would like Kylo Ren. I would like a Ben Solo and a Leia. I would really like an Obi-Wan one. Um, and then the one that I want the most is a uh, is Ray's actual lightsaber. Um, yeah, but those will be way in the future. The other thing I would really, really, really want, I want to start collecting helmets, but I don't have the money or the space. <laughs> um, you know, I, I'm, my favorite helmets are the, um, phase two clone trooper helmets. Um, and I think some of the patterns are really, really cool. I would very much like a fives helmet, um, which is, I think it's an arc trooper helmet. Um, or one of the uh, 501st, like the ones painted like Ahsoka. Those ones are pretty cool too. Um, but yeah, and obviously I'd love a Kylo Ren helmet. Uh, a Mando helmet would be really cool. I, oh God, I've been looking for a replica of his bowcaster. Not a bowcaster, that's what Chewie has. Like the rifle he uses. But I have been unsuccessful. I was hoping that like Ruby's costuming would have like one of the white and orange ones because I'm I've been repainting a Django blaster, just kind of custom, you know, um, so it's not screen accurate, but it'll be like if I ever wanted to do an original character cosplay, I could uh, use this custom blaster, oh, but that's still in progress. But who knows? And then finally. This one is the one that got me most excited, and I was I couldn't pass it up when I saw it. Uh, there's a place online that was selling. I don't know if they still are. I assume they probably are. Selling parts of the crate dragon skeleton from A New Hope. And the crate dragon, if you don't remember, um, when. C-3PO breaks off from R2-D2 and starts walking through the desert of Tatooine. Excuse me. He's talking to himself and muttering and whatever. Right before he's captured by the Jawas. Um, but as he walks by, there is this giant skeleton. It looks like a snake with a very unrealistic looking head. That's just kind of draped across the sand dune and it is not mentioned it is not talked about it just kind of is and that is an image that when i watched star wars for the first time when i was like i think i was like nine i watched all three of the original trilogy in the same day i was homesick from school and it was incredible but I remember seeing that and I was like, that is disgusting and scary and ew. Um, and years later, actually college, I wrote an essay about the history of this skeleton because it scared me. Um, oh, hello, scale. Um, 
Yeah, and I actually, my professor put parts of it in his, um, like, workbook, his learning workbook for his future classes, which was kind of cool. Um, but the history of this thing, like, it came from, it was in a Disney movie called One of Our Dinosaurs is Missing in the 70s or late 60s. Uh, the movie was complete flop, but it was supposed to, it was a diplodocus, allegedly. It was a very, very poorly made Diplodocus. Um, so when the movie was a flop, they packed this thing into storage and left it there. Until, I think it was 75, when they started filming A New Hope, they were packing the plane to Tunisia. And um, a bunch of... I, I'm, it, the, the stories you hear about the original production and the production crew um people didn't take it seriously so they found this skeleton in the back of the warehouse the prop warehouse and thought it would be funny to put it on the plane to tunisia to mess with george lucas um so this thing ends up in tunisia and they unpack it and george lucas is like the hell is this and they decide, you know, well, since it's here, we might as well use it. So they unpack it, uh, they get rid of the legs, and they stretch it out over the sand dune. They shoot their few shots, and then they leave it there. <laughs> and that's the part that bothers me the most. Like, they just kind of left this huge thing in the middle of someone's backyard. Not really a backyard, but, you know, like, it's someone's home, and they left it there. Um, but years and years go by, the thing gets buried, falls apart, you know, whatever. Um, then in the 90s, um, when they start filming Phantom Menace, um, the Star Wars craze kind of picks up again. People go hunting for this thing and find it, or parts of it. They don't find the full thing. Um... And they document what they find, and um, people start going to this location to search for pieces to uh, take them and sell them. Um, so, this place, I was advertising, they had a piece, um, and they sold it. Sorry, I had to step away and say hello to my dog. She was getting anxious. Um... But yeah, they had these pieces, and uh, I guess this place was chunking this piece up, the piece of the vertebrae, one of them, chunking it up and selling slivers of it. It was like 25 bucks, um, and that's something that's always kind of intrigued me. Um, so I got it, and it's small, but it has a little card and a certificate of authenticity inside. Um... Yeah, and the piece is in a little... It's behind glass. It's nice. Um, so for now, that is the piece de resistance. Uh, but someday, I'll get something even better. You know? Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. That's my collection. So, hopefully you enjoyed this 45 minutes of me <laughs> telling you about everything I've stockpiled over the years. Um... Yeah. 
Uh, keep an eye out for that other podcast that's coming soon. Uh, once I have the uh, time and attention to dedicate to it, um, it'll be out soon. But yeah, thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Um, feel free to share this podcast with your friends and family. Um, I'd love to get some more listeners. Uh, if you haven't heard the last couple podcasts, please feel free. Go back and listen to them. Um, talk about some pretty fun and exciting stuff. So, um, yeah, till next time. All right. Bye.